0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is honorable DJ Metal Monkey, and this is episode 161, the day after Valentine's Day. Let's fucking do it, baby! <laughs> Zaria Schaefer of TikTok, she, uh, 18 years old, this baby hung herself, uh, that's why, that's why I always stress to people, I ask, ask a couple questions, I say, how long do you stay on social media, and what's the long-term effects of social media, just so it can resonate in your head, like, what's the effects of it, we haven't done a study on this shit or nothing like that, uh, this poor baby's dead, R.I.P. to her, uh, and shit, prayers go out to her family, man. Okay, and then we have 16-year-old Kalicia Williams, who was killed at the Hyatt, shot by her boyfriend, 16 years old, uh, at the Hyatt. And her parents won't answers. And, and I'm not going to lie, I want answers too. Like, like, this is fucking getting out of hand, um, black-on-black crime shit. Like, that's a title that was made up. But now, like the more the media push this shit, the more I look at it, and then you have to think about it. These are actual lives. What if this was your daughter? Check this story out.
1: One month ago today, a 16-year-old girl went to what her parents thought would be a chaperoned holiday party, and she never made it back home. Her parents question where the adults were during the violence and say they want to see more people face charges. Alicia Williams' parents say their goal is simple. We just want everyone to
0: be arrested who has something to do with my daughter's death. No
2: justice, no
1: peace! A group of more than 20 people gathered outside the Regency Tuesday to keep the teenager's memory alive. December 26th, 16-year-old Kaleesia, or Pinky as family calls her, went to a holiday party. Her parents say they were told an adult would look after a group of girls at an Airbnb. She was responsible for getting the hotel room for these minors. The hotel room was in her name, so I feel like she should be held accountable for my daughter's Death as well. They didn't learn the group was staying at a Hyatt Regency until they received a horrific call the next day. This is the morgue. And I was like, the morgue. They was like, yes, ma'am. They was like, well, we're waiting on your daughter body to come through. I'm like, whoa. Khalecia's parents say that call didn't come until 8.45 a.m. The teen was pronounced dead at 1223 in the morning, eight hours prior. It was just a lot of foul play and I'm just trying to put all the pieces together because I don't feel like the system is doing enough work to help me. Calicia's mother says this is the last known video that shows her daughter alive. It shows her making a tick tock dance and appears startled when someone comes into the room. Within seconds, the video ends. I want the, the surveillance footage of what happened, you know, who went in that room, who came out of that room, who was all there, what took place. I need to know what happened. After she made that last TikTok video at 12:02, and she was dead at 12:23, I need answers from 12:02 to 12:23. The demonstration lasted hours, and the family says it's just the beginning of their fight for Pinky. We want answers. We want justice. We're speaking to a woman who says she saw Pinky's final moments in the hotel lobby. Ahead of
0: now, um, th- now, now, in, in this one right here, I got, I got to show you, man. I mean. I'm trying not to laugh on this shit because, man, this shit is real news. It's it's, it's straight up a serious issue. But I'm going to try to bundle this up for you guys. All right. This shit right here is no different than this shit right here. Now, Zach Bonner of the Pittsburgh Steelers say he'll never forgive Chad Wheeler. And, I mean, this guy Chad Wheeler played for the Seattle uh, Seahawks. Uh he told his girl to bow down and pray to him. And he almost killed her and everything. Uh saying it's um he had bipolar disorder and it's from the NFL blase skill, But Zach Barner said, fuck that, I'm not forgiving you. And I understand that because I don't care what kind of bipolar disorder you have a problem, it's something that needs to be done about this. And um I I'm I'm gonna be honest, y'all. I know even if people have mental illnesses and problems don't let your foot up off their neck because the law will let that shit slide through and this is not acceptable. That's why I'm so big on the trans sports thing. This is so ridiculous. You know, how can somebody uh, not go to jail for hitting a woman uh, in their apartment and but you can go to the UFC and beat the shit out of a woman? That's it's just, it's just insane. Now, this is... uh. Craig Telfer, he ranked 200th in men's hurdles in 2016, ranked 390th in 2017 in men's hurdles, right? So he changed his name to CeCe in 2018 and said he's a woman now. He won the championship. <laughs> I can't believe what the fuck I'm looking at. He won the championship, finishing first in the women's hurdle in 2019. Now, do you guys think this is fucking fair? <laughs> That's why I say this shit is ridiculous. Now, these Amazon drivers, hey, it's some shit going on Amazon. Like, ever since Jeff Bezos stepped down, shit already started happening. I'm gonna to take a look at this fucking shit.
1: Uh, your package has arrived, can you imagine? Take a look at this. It's an Amazon truck that went crashing through the front door of a Roswell home. This happened just over this weekend. Roswell police say the truck was parked in the driveway across the street. When the parking brake failed, it rolled down the driveway across the street and right into the front door of the neighbor. Thankfully, no one was hurt, but I am curious to see what that bill is going to be.
0: Now, I was watching the news and I seen this guy. You know, everybody always get mad at me for laughing at uh preachers and talking about religion and shit, but I'm gonna be honest with y'all. What would your perspective be if it was this? Okay, now I seen this guy, Ravi Ravi Zachariah. And this is this is what I think is a problem. It might not be a problem. I'm just opinionated. Uh now, check this cool ass shit out and, and tell me I'm not like I might be tripping, but check this shit
3: out now. And his wife this afternoon calling Ravi a man of faith who could, quote, rightly handle the word of truth like few others in our time. As many of you know, Ravi was a very dear friend and a mentor. He touched my life so profoundly, and I know that he has touched so many of you watching right now. It was a gift to learn from him and to watch how his tenderness and humility impacted millions though our hearts hurt tonight we know because of our hope in christ he is with jesus and we will see him again he leaves behind a wife three children and grandchildren ravi zacharias was seven
0: now in reality this is what this motherfucker actually did now If this was your child that was touched or something like that, I mean, it would change your perspective. Yo, yo, check this out. Now, in reality, y'all seen that cry? Y'all seen that lady cry like it was her father or, or, or actually like the guy touched her or some shit? Yo, check this out.
4: After Zacharias passed away in May 2020, in a funeral where multiple famous people, including Christian football star Tim Tebow, spoke of him in glowing terms, allegations of sexual misconduct and abuse by Zacharias surfaced. Initially, the ministry denied these allegations, but as the evidence mounted, they hired Miller and Martin attorneys to conduct an independent investigation. The report from this four-month investigation reveals that this internationally renowned Christian apologist used his reputation to abuse massage therapists in the United States and abroad for more than a decade. The 12-page report confirms abuse by Zacharias at day spas that he owned in Atlanta. It uncovers additional victims in the US and shows evidence of sexual abuse in India and Malaysia. The investigation included Zacharias's old devices where there were contacts for over 200 massage therapists in the US and Asia, along with hundreds of photos of young women, including some that were naked. There have been rumors of Ravi's sexual misconduct since 2017 when a Canadian woman, Ann Thompson claimed that Zacharias manipulated her into sending him sexually explicit texts and photos. Her case was an early sexual scandal related to Zacharias to go public. The full investigative report was released unedited in its entirety by the ministry, along with an open letter from the International Board of Directors. The letter also expresses corporate repentance. The ministry says its top two priorities are to help the victims of Ravi's abuse and to thoroughly understand what happened in the organization so that nothing like this ever happens again. During the investigation, multiple speakers and RZIM staff left the ministry, concerned about the ministry's...
0: Now, um, NCAA, uh, NAACP, <laughs> um, Rachel Dozell, yeah, yeah, Rachel Dozell. she uh, had a transracial uh, revolution, right? She changed herself into black. She's a white lady. She changed herself to black, her nationality, which I have no problem with. I, I, I like black. You know, I like black, too, shit. But she didn't understand. Now, she said she's been out of work for six months. I mean, six years. <laughs> she can't find a job. Guess why? Because she's black. Black power. Now, they said they wanted to lift this minimum wage up to $15 an hour. And I'm telling you guys, if y'all know anything about finances, y'all know now, this is the biggest, one of the biggest double crosses in history. We only go forward in history, so it's probably going to happen. But I'm going to tell you, if you're, uh, we jump from $7 something, seven and something to $15 an hour, it's going to be mayhem across the board because your candy bar, a loaf of bread is going to be $5, $6, man. I mean, it, it's called inflation. But for you guys who don't understand the effects and, and my point to this, because, like I say, everything I say is an opinion. I, I don't want you to hate me over my fucking opinion. But if you do, fuck you. Uh, check this shit out, man. This, this is what I'm talking about.
5: This is a bad idea. Here are three reasons why. First of all, it would kill jobs. One of the basic lessons of economics is that when the price of something goes up, people buy less of it. So if the price of pumpkin lattes rises, you can expect consumers to buy fewer of them. This law of demand also affects the market for low-skilled workers. Raising the minimum wage means a higher cost of employing each worker, which makes workers less affordable than before. Our coffee shop won't keep a worker at the mandated $15 per hour if that worker's efforts only result in $7.25 per hour in added revenue. Over the course of a year, a shop that keeps such a worker full-time would lose $15,500. So instead, it will eliminate that job. And evidence shows that employers, in fact, do respond in this way to minimum wage hikes. Recent research by economists Jeffrey Clemens and Michael Wither finds that 1.4 million jobs were destroyed in the late 2000s when the minimum wage rose across all 50 states by an average of nearly 30%. And worse, those job losses were probably suffered by the people who need jobs the most. This fact brings us to reason number two. The minimum wage actually hurts the people we most want to help. When the minimum wage rises, the workers fired first and the ones hired last are those who employers judge to be the least productive. The inner-city teen from the lousy school district or the immigrant with poor English will be fired before the suburban American teen from the excellent school district. So those who are most disadvantaged tend to suffer the most job losses. This reality is compounded by the fact that raising the minimum wage causes more competition for jobs. A supermarket job that once paid $8 per hour draws more applicants when it pays $15 per hour. Applicants who include retirees and people with higher education who re-enter the workforce only because of the higher wage. Because these people often have more skills, they squeeze out immigrants and those from disadvantaged backgrounds who are likely more desperate for the jobs and certainly more desperate to gain job experience. The third reason is that minimum wage hikes aren't necessary to give deserving workers raises. Ninety-six percent of American workers today earn wages higher than the current minimum wage, which proves that employers don't just pay the minimum that they're obliged to pay by law. Employers respond to the value that each employee adds so they can retain the best talent. It's expensive to train new employees, and businesses don't want to lose good workers to their competitors, so they raise worker pay voluntarily as employees gain more skills and experience. But when government imposes such raises by hiking the minimum wage, some of the least experienced workers will not only lose their current jobs, they'll find it incredibly hard to find other jobs. In essence, the minimum wage cuts off the first rung on the employment ladder. And it's that first, lowest paying rung that provides the skills and experience workers need to reach the next rung and to continue climbing their way to a better life.
0: Everybody want to talk about basketball because because I, 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 I got a point. I've seen a lot of people this week getting pissed off at Tom Brady uh, Yes, guess uh, Tom Brady won the championship at a whole different NFL team. I see a lot of people getting mad at him they was comparing him to Serena Williams and Michael Jordan and look black look look black people calm down. The only way to find true liberation and true happiness is to honestly be happy, feel happy and not put no el- nobody else down. You don't have to put nobody down. I don't give a fuck if he's white, black. Get that that racism is fucking y'all's brain up. I'm telling you man, the more you pay attention to anything, the bigger it gets. Uh let me let me show y'all What a fucking dog whistle is. I mean, I'm serious. Because a lot of this stuff, man, like, all I get is racist, this, racist, that. Man, if you get out of that mindset, you will find that you only have about 50, 60 more years to live. Live that shit great and and go into the next life, transcend. But I'm going to show y'all what a dog whistle is because people are using y'all. The media media is using y'all. I'm I'm just being honest, man. Because I'm so sick of hearing this shoe shine ass shit. A lot of people ain't end up, a lot of people not even doing anything about it. They're not even gonna get off their ass. They're just gonna complain. Even when you present a solution, they're just gonna complain. Check this shit out, man. It's a dog, this is what the fuck a dog whistle is.
6: Mass incarceration. This is the number of people the government has put in jails and prisons see it climb like a rocket since 1970. Now look at this graph. It shows wealth inequality climbing skyward over these very same decades. Beginning in earnest in 1970, politicians started winning votes by scaring people with stories about criminals, thugs, gangbangers, murderers, rapists, all supposedly victimizing the silent majority, hardworking Americans, real Americans, the heartland. This is dog whistling. It uses coded terms designed to trigger racist fears while preserving plausible deniability. Dog whistling, it's a strategy for winning elections. But when politicians campaign via stories of dangerous people of color, they govern by building prisons. Now the second graph roughly matches the first graph because dog whistling, and this is important, it's also a strategy for promoting rule by the rich. If politicians and their big money donors can get us fearing and fighting each other, they can rig the rules of the government and the economy for themselves. So if you wanna understand why we lock up so many folks of color, follow the money. So much of our political system is based on scaring voters about supposedly dangerous people of color, and then rigging government and the economy to favor plutocracy. What does this mean for ending mass incarceration? It means racial justice activists like us have to go after the root of the problem, not just its symptoms. We have to drive out of office politicians who campaign using racist scare tactics. It may not be how you thought about racial justice before, but this means we have to push everyone to recognize that the fight against rule by the rich and the fight against mass incarceration are the very same fight.
0: Now they um uh, concerns raised over decision to bring NBA All-Star Game to Atlanta during the pandemic. Bring that shit out here though, man. Like it brings us money, man. Let's not do this pandemic shit. If y'all ain't gonna do basketball, don't do basketball. But I fuck with it. Uh bring that shit out here, man. We need we need that revenue, man. You know what I'm saying? I fuck with the NBA. Um, So now we got, uh, now do y'all think these kids still should, should be going to school? Now that's a question I usually ask my guests in the show or some of my guests. Um, what do y'all think? You know what I'm saying? Send me an email or uh, go to my website, uh, sign up for the subscribers list, and just, just hit me up. Let me know. I'll, I'll just leave something down in the description. Uh, leave a comment or something like that. And tell me, what do you think uh, kids should still be going to school right now? But I want, I want to play this, a clip for some of you parents out there. You're not in, that's, I mean, a lot of y'all not in Georgia. So I want y'all to check this out.
6: These should have been more specific in terms of ventilation and cleanliness. So it sounds good and it might uh, elate some fears as we try to open up the economy, because that's what a lot of this is about. But a lot was left out. It appears Georgia may have a solution to
2: the ventilation issue, though. The state one of just two requesting a newly authorised spray meant to kill COVID-19 in spaces where it's hard to maintain social distancing, like classrooms and hallways. The company sprays a disinfectant mainly made up of triethylene glycol through an HVAC system. According to Grigard Pure, it kills 98% of COVID-19 in the air. Experts say it's relatively safe, but say any chemical sprays come
7: with a risk. So you need to make sure you use it as directed. Everyone should, should get, get the information, right? Um, be informed, as you say, and there will be some who will respond with irritation uh, in the presence of this material. Um, and that is both of concern, it, but it's not like you're gonna die.
2: Now for the teachers, they say the key for them, they think getting back, is doing rapid testing from every for everyone, from all school employees to the students. But that's something the CDC didn't say is a key factor in getting back to face-to-face learning. Live in Atlanta, Jamie Kennedy, CBS 46 News.
0: Now, they left them goddamn, hey, I wish y'all would have seen this. We always talk, I'm always talking about technology. Like, will technology take over if they shut down technology? Well... Look, they put these fucking robots together, right? <laughs> and these motherfuckers started creating their own language. I was so blown. <coughs> I was so fucking blown, man. These robots started. Check this shit out, y'all. Right here. This shit is nuts.
5: Facebook has
1: enacted an emergency shutdown of two artificial intelligence programs.
2: The social media giant leapt into action after it discovered the two programs were writing their own code. At first they thought it was simply gibberish.
0: But they soon realised the programs had invented their own language and were actually talking to each other. Stop it. Stop (laughs) it. No Sam, the plug has been pulled
1: on the operation. But the company admits they have no idea what the two robots were
2: planning. We used to do everything by hand. Now we rely on robots. But not all robots are equal. For example, meet Sophia, a humanoid-like robot with artificial intelligence and a dark sense of humour.
6: They think I want to destroy all humans. Why would they think that?
1: Because I said it.
2: Now, robots threatening the human race isn't new. It's a science fiction standard.
6: I know that you and Frank were planning to disconnect me.:
2: But recently, tech billionaire Elon Musk suggested all that fiction could become reality.:
7: I keep so- sounding the alarm bell, but you know, until people see like robots going down the street, killing people like they don't know how to react.:
2: And Musk should know his company, Tesla, is a world leader in artificial intelligence, or AI. But just like robots, not all tech billionaires think the same. So enter Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg. With AI especially, I'm really optimistic. And I think that people who are naysayers and, and kind of try to drum up these doomsday scenarios are... Um, I, I just, I don't understand it. I think it's 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 really um, negative. And, and in some ways, I actually think it's, it's pretty irresponsible. Musk's response? Zuckerberg's understanding of the subject is limited. Ouch. Now, it's important to note that two billionaires have a history. This was Musk's rocket. Inside was Zuckerberg's satellite. So when it comes to AI, Zuckerberg looks at how it can help diagnose diseases and prevent car wrecks. Musk is afraid of the day AI gets smarter than us, and we can't turn it off.
1: That's actually the nightmare scenario that a lot of people, not just Musk, are warning about, and I think they're right to warn about it but they're not right to do it in a way that says, therefore, we shouldn't create artificial intelligence.
2: So in a way, they're both right. They just let those human emotions get the better of them.
0: Now, when we out here, everybody talk about they like chicken, man. They like chicken. I'm gonna tell y'all something, man. I stop eating meat for a reason. This, when y'all want that chicken, this is what the fuck they giving y'all. Y'all go to the hood, Survive five drive bys in order to buy this shit right here. Man, y'all got to stop eating it. It is organic, it is plant fed shit out here. It's good stuff out here to eat, man. Y'all better find it, man. Just like y'all find this good ass weed, y'all need to find some good food to put in your body. All right, so they call out the motherfucking cops this week. They call their ass out. So they be using the damn cell phones to, uh, I guess sorta of kill the background noise. I, I really don't know what they fucking talking about, but check this video out, man. I pull this one out for y'all.
2: Huh?
1: New video tonight shows a California police officer playing music while an activist is recording
2: him.
7: Some say this is a new tactic to try to stop videos of bad policing from going viral. It all comes down to copyright laws. CBS 46's Sierra Cummings is live tonight to explain Sierra.
3: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, they all have copyright law. Simply put, if you post a video with music or even artwork and you're not the artist or the creator behind it, your post could get removed. You could even face legal penalty. Now some activists are saying police are leading on this to avoid accountability. George Floyd, Eric Gardner, <laughs> even Ronnie King in the 90s. It's likely the cases would not be known to the world as they are now if it were not for a citizen recording right, it.
2: Places, That's
3: why a whistleblower is so TV. mad about this. It's a California officer playing Beatles music as an activist records him. The goal? Some believe the officer is trying to trigger a possible copyright violation to keep the video from going viral.
0: If they do not want to be held accountable, they should find
4: another line of work.
3: The NAACP Atlanta hey, presidents hey, says cell phones these days are like lights illuminating problems that could otherwise remain dark. Is police body cam
5: enough? Police body is a great start. But by in mind, you know, we find that uh, when policemen have the option to turn these body cameras on, they will not. I feel bad that um, that people have to feel that they have to record us.
3: Veteran deputy turned training officer Vince Champion argues when a citizen's video goes viral, it often only shows a portion of the situation and invites the public to instantly issue judgment. Still, it is and
5: if somebody wants to videotape you, let them videotape you. Just do your job and move forward.
3: Playing music may be a sneaky tactic to dodge transparency, but local lawyer Amanda Highland says in many instances, fair use laws can help hold cops accountable.
1: Incidental music playing in the background or you know, it was so newsworthy that it was important to capture this event even though there was copyrighted music playing in the background. I would think this clearly qualifies as fair
0: know that we all hypocrites and nobody is exempt from the fuckery. So keep your mind in tune. Keep them vibrations up. I am your honorable DJ Metal Monkey. And I'm all about my motherfucking people, baby. I fuck with you. If you watching my show, please hit subscribe. Are you a man with titties? If you are, stop mean that bad ass fool, fat ass nigga. <laughs> niggas with titties. Niggas with titties. If you got titties, don't be mad at me. Go do some goddamn push ups and stop eating that nasty ass processed meat. <laughs> y'all niggas eat prison food and shit. Got titties. Now, I want y'all to go to my website, check out some of my hot products. I'll have all of the things that you see on my panel, my show. These are just some of the things, but I got a whole store, subscription services. You want to get Netflix, man, y'all come to me, man. Put in my code, you're going to get a fucking discount. Now, I got another show getting ready to come out, and it's going to be like the Home Shopping Network, and you're going to fucking love it. I promise you, you're going to fucking love it. So, remember the smoke swisher sweets. Tune in Monday through Friday. Check me out because I only do two shows a week, man, on, on this YouTube thing and uh, on visuals. But like everything else, it'll be like on my radio show. You know, check out Cocaine Mummies. I got my album coming out, uh, part three. So, and I'm working on that. So, I love y'all. Y'all have a good day. Peace. Hope y'all enjoyed the video. Remember to get uh, Irish Douglas' book. Uh check it out, it's right here, and everything that I got uh pretty much will be in a link in the description. And if it's not, then go to my website at DJ And this is episode 161 of cold-blooded shit that happened on Valentine's Day, February 15th, 2020. But <laughs> boy, this is some good ass goods. 2021. <laughs> Episode 161. Y'all check it out on Spotify. <coughs> Detroit <D-C-Mail> Monkey 94. <laughs> See you niggas later. <laughs> See you niggas later. <laughs>
7: of course, you probably know the answer. A $100 bill is printed by the government and designated as official currency, while other pieces of paper are not. But that's just what makes them legal. What makes a $100 bill valuable, on the other hand, is how many or few of them are around. Throughout history, most currency, including the U.S. dollar, was linked to valuable commodities, and the amount of it in circulation depended on a government's gold or silver reserves. But after the U.S. abolished the system in 1971, the dollar became what is known as fiat money, meaning not linked to any external resource, but relying instead solely on government policy to decide how much currency to print. So which branch of our government sets this policy? The executive, the legislative, or the judicial? The surprising answer is none of the above. In fact, monetary policy is set by an independent Federal Reserve System, or the Fed, made up of 12 regional banks in major cities around the country. Its Board of Governors, which is appointed by the President and confirmed by the Senate, reports to Congress, and all of the Fed's profit goes into the U.S. Treasury. But to keep the Fed from being influenced by the day-to-day vicissitudes of politics, it is not under the direct control of any branch of government. So why doesn't the Fed just decide to print infinite $100 bills to make everyone happy and rich? Well, because then the bills wouldn't be worth anything. Think about the purpose of currency, which is to be exchanged for goods and services. If the total amount of currency in circulation increases faster than the total value of goods and services in the economy, then each individual piece will be able to buy a smaller portion of those things than before. This is called inflation. On the other hand, if the money supply remains the same while more goods and services are produced, each dollar's value would increase in a process known as deflation. So which is worse? Too much inflation means that the money in your wallet today will be worth less tomorrow, making you want to spend it right away. So while this would stimulate business, it would also encourage overconsumption or hoarding commodities like food and fuel, raising their prices and leading to consumer shortages and even more inflation. But deflation would make people want to hold on to their money, and a decrease in consumer spending would reduce business profits, leading to more unemployment and a further decrease in spending, causing the economy to keep shrinking. So most economists believe that while too much of either is dangerous, a small, consistent amount of inflation is necessary to encourage economic growth. The Fed uses vast amount of economic data to determine how much currency should be in circulation, including previous rates of inflation, international trends, and the unemployment rate. Like in the story of Goldilocks, they need to get the numbers just right in order to stimulate growth and keep people employed without letting inflation reach disruptive levels. The Fed not only determines how much that paper in your wallet is worth, but also your chances of getting or keeping the job where you earn it.
0: Spend money, pill cons, get pussy. So obvious. Never met my mom, never read my palm. If this is what you like, I bet it's what you lust. I bet it's who you trust. We know each other with the school together. you shot one of us because we know each other with the school together. Don't think you one of us.